Dad Zone presents Ghoul 69's Cool Games Inc., a video game design podcast formerly on Polygon. I am Ryan Howard. And I'm Lucas Hamill. Ryan, I heard you made some new friends lately. Yeah, you know, I've been uh, I've been making a lot of animal friends. I've been playing that Animal Crossing Pocket Camp on mobile. Oh yeah? It's un- I'm unstoppable. It's unstoppable. How many friends have you made? I'm up to like nine friends hanging out at my camp. I got a stage set up. They can rock out on the drums, play some guitar, and hang out with their homies. Yeah, there's a lot of homies to hang out with in Animal Crossing a, po- Pocket 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 Camp. camp. Yeah, it's yeah. like because it's a camp in your pocket. You have it's, Ooh, that you have sense. a camp, and you can upgrade your camp and put different stuff in your camp and in your camper. See, yeah, I was thinking like it, it meant like having a pocket mercy, like a mercy that's on your ass oh, all the yeah, time. Just camping, camping. Yeah, so you. there's a camp following you. Oh, uh, well, it's pretty much that because when you you can invite these animals to your camp, and then when they come to your camp. There, they just stay there. They don't go back home. I've really? never. They don't go back See, home. See, so I I played when the game came out for mm-hmm. about two hours. So I haven't yeah. gone too far in Pocket Camp. Yeah, but. but you've experienced everything there is to experience. There's just new versions of all the animals and was, stuff to build. I was under the impression that animals constantly left your town. Like you're oh. like week in and week out. They're all on their own. They've got their own caravans. They're going around. No, they just join you, invite them, and they they say, oh, great, now I can come back here anytime. But every time you're there, they're there. Maybe that's just my game. Huh. But every time you're there, they're there. Because there. I was thinking it was like a... They do. However, maybe you're thinking of this. Um, they have like their own kind of camping areas where you find them to complete those quests. You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? And then when you've completed enough quests with them, you can invite invite them to your camp. And then they just stay at your camp. But the animals that are in their own areas right there, those do rotate every few hours. Hmm. So you're constantly getting new animals, and it saves the animals, like, Okay, that's what I was thinking, pretty much. So you what can, is in your surrounding camp The area. surrounding area does change. But at your specific campsite, you can invite animals over. And from what I've learned, they never leave. I think uh, my favorite part of it so far is that you have to actually spend real money to get Tom Nook to visit you, which is just perfect. It makes it makes sense. <laughs> it does. It makes sense. But what you don't have to spend real money on if you capitalize early on in the game is getting KK Slider's chair. That's true. You need leaf tickets, which you earn actually in their defense. Oh yeah, I linked a Facebook or two, and I got some. You get leaf, leaf tickets. tickets. You get leaf tickets just from leveling up. It's insane. It's like. It's the thing that they make you that they want you to pay for to increase the quality of the game and the quickness of the game. But they they give you so many of them that I haven't found a need to buy more unless like I really wanted to get KK Slider's chair like, and the other. This person. is how these games work. In like a few weeks, you you'll will, run out and I'll stop. Getting you'll more. run out. You'll stop getting more, and then they'll introduce Isabel. Uh yeah. That's what's gonna happen. Damn, you're so yeah. right. So, Tom Nook likes making money, and speaking of money, what we should figure out is how well Nick and Griffin's game went last week? week? Yeah, last week, Nick and Griffin's game, um, what, what was the game again? Amiibles? Amiibles Grow and Destroy? <laughs> breeding, ami- breeding with Amiibles, no, Breeding Amiibles with Soft Hard Technology. Ooh. That game did, I mean, pretty poorly, yeah, it sounds I like. I don't think it actually went to market. No, I think, I think um, it got shut down way before, yeah. before the devs were done. I think um, those amiibos kept sliding into girls' DMs. I think so, too. But that's why we're here. And we are taking the role of video game designing, so let's get into it this week. Yeah, what do you got for me today? Uh, I got a lot. Consider... Maybe says uh, 
at J underscore I underscore Frank. Mario and Sonic at the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> so for this, I'm picturing... I mean, Mar- it's, it's like Fortnite, first of all. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a Fortnite clone, which is yeah. a PUBG clone, which is a Battle Royale adaption to video games. Of course. We um, all knew that. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's, if you're that listening to Cool Games, Inc., you're playing one of those games right now. Exactly. So, now, you're, so what you're saying is, okay, I guess my big question, customization, character building. Can I customize my Mario, yeah, or do course. we get base level Mario and I mean, Sonic? Mario Odyssey, all these new hats, yep. those are there. Do we get the, the those are there. Are so, this, this is post-Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. This is Perfect. a post-Odyssey world. Yep. Okay, so you got, you got all those outfits. How many of them do I have to pay for? All of them. I mean, this game is free. If we're making this game, we got to make some money on it. This game okay. comes. Fortnite's free. Our game has to be free. Two ninety nine well. for an outfit. Not a lot of money, but there's so many outfits that by the time a person spot all of them, they spend a hundred bucks. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, I mean, Mario versus Rabbit. Mario and Rabbits has yep. come out. And in those games, Mario and his friends now have like these kind of like Mega Man blaster esque guns. Is that what we're using in uh, in this game? I definitely think it's a rare that you can find. Ooh, okay. I definitely think it's something that you know, if we're talking Fortnite, like you can find in a chest, but it's not something you're going to find laying around in a field or okay. hidden behind a tree. You know, so, that's like one of those one in a million. Weapons. I mean, what are we? What are the normal weapons? Like, are we using? We're like talking Mario's fireballs. Yes, and- yes. We're talking fireballs. We're talking gold rings as throwing weapons, maybe. Ooh, okay. Uh, but that is also Sonic's life, so he'd be throwing his uh, life away. You're right. For... That's well. That's the twist. It costs. It takes. It's like. It's like Charizard's uh, bashing move, where he uh, does takes damage to himself and does damage to others as well. Whoa. So I'm thinking uh, Fortnite fifty fifty just came out. Oh. Fifty versus fifty. Don't even get me started. So, Mario and Sonic at the Hunger Games is probably 50 Sonics versus 50 Marios. Yes, absolutely. That's no perfect. other characters. No other characters. 50 Sonics versus 50 Marios. And you... It starts just fist. You start off just fist. Just Marios and Sonics punching each other to death yep. in like a... Ooh. Mario does have one... Dis- well, they each have their own starter advantage. Sonic can has got to go fast. Yeah. And Mario can I mean, throw his hat. can't help it. Mario can throw his hat and hit people with his hat. Ooh, so is that a... Is this a co-op mechanic that only one team uses? Or is the other... So, Mario and Cappy versus, versus Sonic, Sonic and Tails. And Tails. Ooh. Yep. So, you either... So, each team is co-op. You can only play this game 2v2, 50v50. Correct, So, it's yeah. 25 You're... teams of 25 on each... 25 teams of two on each side. 25 teams of 25 would be like 800,000 people. Too many Sonics. Too, way too many. It's a me. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, so I think that was all right, but let's the, see. Let's we can uh, put that in the back pocket. Put a pocket. cork in that one. Yeah, that one is definitely... Put a cork in Sonic's filthy mouth. Uh, whoa. Well, speaking of Sonic's filthy mouth, kind of. Ereptile Dysfunction. A e- lizard uh. breeding game that slowly gets harder... Unlike these lizards. <laughs> and that is from at Sergeant SGT Chizno. C-H-I-Z-N-O. So, when I go to a breeding games, what comes to mind, first of all, 
is Monster Rancher. Wow. So in Monster Rancher, you're putting in media, and you're taking the game out of the system. This game is fucking wild. It tells you to take the disc out, and then you put a new disc in, so you're like, okay, I need to summon a monster. I'm going to find a copy of, like, a CD on my shelf, so I'm going to grab, like, uh, Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby one more time. Nice. Throw it in, and it's going to make a sick monster for me to, like, summon and then duel with. Okay. So... With this lizard... What is the title again? Jesus. Uh, the title was Ereptile Dysfunction. Dysfunction. Do you put used condoms in your system and it makes... Oh, boy. I don't... And it makes more lizards? I don't really know what to do about this Yeah, one. I don't either. It was a bad suggestion and I'm sorry I said it. It's okay. All right, well, we've got one here from at ASMRBs. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants MMORPG. Ooh. So, so I know I know you're familiar with Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Not as much as you would think. I know there's some girls, and maybe they don't even know each other, but there's a pair of pants okay. that gets around. This could get even better, because I know nothing, and I was hoping you could carry me there. Oh, okay. So, we got a Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So it sounds like... It sounds like, um, you know the cult. game Evolve? Yep. So it's like four people hunting one creature? Yep. In our case, it's four girls hunting a pair of pants. Hunting a pair of pants. But... If you're a selfish girl, or a person, a dude, anybody, if you're selfish, then you can grab the pants and put them on, and you become a powerful monster that can then kill all your friends. Well, I was thinking one player would play the pants. Whoa. (laughs) And it would be a 4v1. Right. But when you put on the pants, it becomes a 3v2. So it's a, there could be a hidden traitor in the, the game. Exactly. Ooh, I do like exactly. this. Yep. Like, uh, maybe maybe every game there is a traitor. There yeah, has to be. There get, or what you get if, to the pants, and you, it's like and you're, it, you're going down a corridor, and you're trying to find the pants, and then the pants find you. And you think it jumps on you, it knocks you to the ground, it starts, you think it's going to start strangling you, as pants do. Yep. And but then instead, you see the tag inside. Whoa. And it's your Allison. size. Okay. Your name is also Allison. Oh, phew. And then the pants just, they fit so tight, so snug. You've never been Does everybody play as Allison then? Oh, yeah, every... There's the, one, there's an Allison per game. Yeah. Oh, so it's always Allison and you're always out. All right, catch me up No, here. so, like, you played Left 4 Dead? Yes, yes. So you know how, like, you can be, like, the white chick or the black dude or the uh, the other white dude that, like, is from Jersey? Yep. Yeah, so it's like that. There's these, there's a reoccurring cast of... Uh, of sisterhood characters. Right. They're in every game. Yep. And so what you're telling me is every time Alice, right? Allison. Allison is yeah. is the one that gets taken by the pants? No, I'm saying that the pants randomly generates who it oh, takes every time. Okay. And you think the pants is there to kill you cuz you separate but they're there the to group. take you. Yeah, and then you join the pants team. I don't really know where we go from there Well, though. they can't tell you have the pants on except for they look a little darker. And then you start to try to kill them. Man, this is not... This is an awful game. Well, what we forgot about is the MMO part. Shit, you're right. So we made a multiplayer game. We we may need to We didn't make an MMORPG. No, we did not make an MMORPG. That's okay. There's more. What you got for me? Well, I got one here from at Darth Betty that uh, says, An RPG with character creation... That lets you customize brain chemistry, and then the game plays automatically. So, so you're it's playing... like a min-max type of situation. Like, the game is the puzzle of 
of trying to put together a fun- a well functioning brain, and then the like end of the game is this person like you watch like a fifteen minute little cutscene of this person like living out their life and seeing how they did. You okay. know what I'm saying? I guess yeah. What I was originally, it sounds like Final Fantasy twelve to me. Because <laughs> that's what you do in Final Fantasy twelve. You get you make a gambit list for each character, which will give like greater than and less than symbol like uh, command prompts. So it'd be like you could say cast heal party when party overall health less than thirty percent. So you and just you like just, pre you, you pre precursor a fight. You like set up a fight. Oh yeah, but you do this just permanently. You create you can create an AI for each character in the game. And then That's, you can just put them into a fight and not play and just watch your party destroy everything, which is kind of where I thought you were going with this originally. No, I was thinking... So this is like, uh, this is like co-op. This is but like... there's like a trillion This buttons. is like co-op, but you do all the movements beforehand, and then when you're done, then you watch him move and see how you did. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You program it. it this is, It's like a puzzle game, almost. It's not... It's not... I mean... It's not a. It's it's an RPG in its final form, but to get so to the RPG, say, it's a puzzle. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So so it's like you see this brain, and you have to like pick and poke and apply certain things. I don't know what these things are. Maybe keywords, or maybe you're literally like moving the lines of a brain. So you don't really know until you've played it a few times exactly what affects what. It's like anatomically accurate or whatever to a regular brain so if you're like playing with the left side it's the creative side and the right side is the reasoning or something I don't exactly know how a brain works alright so I think I think I know where you're going with this yep and I'm there ahead of you okay co-op bring me there one person designs the brain and the other person doesn't play but they're in VR and they experience what happens afterwards oh man yes so it's like you're living this person's life oh yeah someone creates a life for you to live and then you live it and you have no control the end of this does say because free will is an illusion hey hey so there's a creator you know going into it like it even tells you like when you start playing the game it's like pick up the controller like x is to jump circle is to crouch yeah, it gets you ready to play the yeah. game but then from there on it is a rendered in in game cutscene yep and it it almost because it gives you that option it almost might trick you for a little bit into thinking that you're playing the game because if you're just playing it normally yeah. like you're making those turns with your hand you're like oh okay you're jumping over a log oh okay jumped over yeah. all right turned but then you try to do something crazy once, and it's like, I didn't feel like it reacted. And then you only find out later, after you've like messed around a little bit, that you've actually not been controlling this the whole time. Or what about like uh, you, you set up at the beginning, and you have the controller, and you can start doing stuff like, oh, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to go make a smoothie in the blender. And then you go over there, and because your your neural network is so completely fucked from your other co-op friend who is just, he's trying to make you have a bad time. Like, you go to make make your smoothie, and then mm-hmm. you just shove your hand in the blender. Whoa. And it just starts, like, going off. Whoa. Ooh, what about instead of doing, like, a, a neural network type thing at the beginning? Yep. The other player can just take over at any time. Whoa. Is there... Are, are you limited to the amount of time you can take over for? Or how, how many how many times you Did can take Nick over? Did Nick and Griffin do this game already? I, I think they may have done this game already. Something about a ghost, like, following some... Well, they did the basketball ghost game or something like that. Okay, we can't, we can't talk about this anymore. Okay, next game. So, I have one here from at ghoul69... 
And it is. I could smell them through the walls. <laughs> a survivor, survival horror. Game. Uh, a survivor horror game Ooh. where it's a multiplayer game. Of course, it, of course, it's multiplayer. Twelve people are on an island, and the only you are deprived of hearing, but there's obviously in VR uh, an attachment that goes into your nose, so you can't hear. But you can smell. Mm-hmm. So you have to grow to recognize when your teammates are around you trying to kill you because they're not really your teammates. So. This is in VR, but you have no sight? Uh, no, no hearing. No, <laughs> no hearing. hearing. You can't hear anything. So you can't hear people walking around. But they, are, they haven't, obviously, they haven't showered in a while. Obviously. So you can smell them when they're coming up behind you. What and is, maybe what if they they're smell stalking like? around their house, you can smell them through the walls. Whoa. All right. That was a bad one. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, of course, survival horror. That's what yes. Ghoul69 said. Absolutely. At Ghoul69 with an O. Yeah. Or, sorry, with a zero. At Ghoul69 with a zero, just so they can get good credit. Yeah, of course. So Follow at Ghoul69 with a zero. <laughs> so I was thinking... Um, I could smell them through the walls. It's a very, like... Stinky game. It's a very stinky game. And what is it? something has to smell so bad that you can smell them through the walls, and they're coming for you. Yep. And as, as the smell grows more potent... Did you ever have those trees, those... I'm gonna call them bushes. They were closer to bushes, shrubs of sorts. And they had these white flowers on them. These little tiny white flowers. And they smelled... Terrible. I don't think so. Oh, me and the kids in my neighborhood, we used to make like little stink grenades out of them. What we would do is we would take, we had these like plastic, I don't remember, it was from like some like Both-esque type toy and it was like a plastic handle and you could take it, take the bottom off so it's just hollow and we would pack them full of these stinky white flowers and then if you whipped it, they would go flying out and so we'd use it like stink grenades and we would have like smelly wars. Well, that's our that's our main weapon in the game right there. Oh, nice. You use their stink against them. Yep. Because you like, capture they, well, when you attack stink, these creatures, if you're using their stink against, oh, so you capture the, them. Well, it's the you don't maybe you maybe you end them. Maybe you find like a dead one at the beginning. I'm not sure what they are yet. Me you find a dead one at the beginning, so then you can harvest their stink. Yeah, and then you use them because like their stink field is so powerful that nothing can get through it but a stink of the same magnitude, or more, or more. So that's the ooh, that's the twist. That's lit. the twist. Yeah, oh, fuck yes, that's the twist. Ooh, or more. No, know what the real twist is? I could smell them through the walls. The walls are the bad guy at the end. It was oh in the title the god. entire time. Oh my god. Now is it I can smell them through the walls or I can smell them in the walls? Through the walls. Through the walls, okay. You're penetrating that wall. Or their but it stink turns is... out. Well, is this... It... Hold on, hold on. Yep. Is it that they smell so bad or is it that you smell so well that Whoa. you can smell them through the walls? I'd like that. Ooh. Okay. So... Are we sticking with a VR game? Of course, yeah. Every so game a VR is a VR game VR that's now. got a, a nose attachment, a yeah. smell, a smellerometer. Yeah, as the PSVR does. Yep, absolutely, they all do. Mine does, and the the smell for everything is so potent, like extra potent. So it's just like it feels like you've got super smelling because you know you walk by a bouquet of flowers, and like normally you wouldn't smell that walking by, but in this game, like 
blasts you. Oh yeah, this you game is by, full of smells. You know, you know when you're getting near the litter box. You know, oh, yeah. it's full of smells. But there's one distinct smell that you, the bad that you guys just can't place, that. and that's the bad guy. So, what has a great sense of smell? I'll answer it for you. Dogs. I was going to say dogs at the same time, but I got scared that you weren't going to actually say dogs. No, I'm always going to say dogs. Okay, so we're playing as a dog in the survival horror game yeah. because, like in survival survival horror games, normally what they do is they put you as like a, a weak character, usually a woman. Oh my god! To feel like vulnerable, but in this game, we're gonna we are going it's, to be a dog. We're going to be a dog. Do you want to know why this works so well? Why? This is going to scare people even more because everybody's had that experience where their dog is like looking around, barking at something in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, what are you barking at? This is from the point of view of the dog who knows that these smelly ghosts are around. So multiplayer VR game. Everyone's in VR. One person's the dog, but they also have the smell of vision And you have to try and, and alert you, people and let them know where, where the villains are. Oh, my God gosh they're invisible you can't see them but you can smell them yeah through you the smell, walls you can smell them and you can smell them through the walls now how big is this house i mean does it have to i mean we got multiple levels here there's a there's a parking garage there's a mall there's so a, smart you're in the white house so smart but i do think that's brilliant you play as the dog everybody else are the people and you've got to keep them alive oh yeah you can't get harmed. No, you, you, you can get harmed. Okay, you can get harmed. That's because, like, if you, you know, you can smell them through the walls, you could just run up and run up to the creature and start circling but could, them. But it could get you. To show people. Yeah, exactly. You can't. You're so you one head. Quick. You're dead. You're a dog. You're right. But dogs are also can get that little dodge in. They got that head dodge, oh, yeah, that you head can, fake. You so. can dodge, but if you get caught, you don't even see them. You smell them. Yep. Through and the walls. So, through, the, through the walls. And so you have you have to alert these people. Now, does somebody play the ghost or is the ghost an AI? I think the ghost is AI. I agree. I, I think, think this is better. an entirely co-op game. This is a cooperative experience that we're making for people. Yes. Think. But you get to play as a dog finally in VR. In VR, yep. And it you have to wear the foot and hand sensors. And you have to be on all fours. Yeah, you have move controllers strapped to all of your appendages. All of them. And you have to walk like a dog. Yeah. So everyone else, like, they're just using a regular controller. They don't even use a move controller. So they're just watching you as a dog. You can smell so well. You can yep. smell them you can through smell the walls. Through the and, walls. But you can't really walk too well. <laughs> so they're just seeing a flailing dog on the ground trying to, like, <coughs> I'm, I'm getting to the back door. I'm getting to the back door. They're on the way. They're not coming through the window. They're not coming through the window. And you're, like, you're saying this. It's picking it up on the mic, but But instead, it translates it to barks. Yeah. It translates it to, to whines dog. and Yeah, to dog. Exactly. Yeah. So a series of whines and barks and, like, you know, sniffing sounds and shit. Yeah. Wow. Did we find the nug? I think we may have found a nug. That's a that's a heavy nug. Ooh, that is a dank nug. That's a that is a freaking wet, sticky, dank nug. Whoa! I've got another one here from uh, Thursday underscore Never underscore Dies on Reddit. <laughs> Mister Rossetti Evil Seven. <laughs> <laughs> So is it like just Resident okay. Evil 7, but every time you restart the game, like, Mr. Resetti? Every time you die, 
you have to deal with increasingly longer cutscenes with Mr. Rossetti. The first time you die, you get 30 seconds. Hey, be careful. Don't die. I noticed that, you know, <laughs> that witch got you real good there. Bye. Second die. Okay. You really got to stop doing this. I forgot that he does escalate his anger towards you. By the 10th time, there's a whole other mini game where Rossetti's chasing you around. In the mansion? You, that you have to survive in order to get back to the regular game. Rossetti's, there's there's obviously dialogue that leads up to this where he gets scarier and scarier. Oh, he's but just eventually, angry. He's an angry mole you're supposed that You're actually supposed to be dying every time. The game's impossible. And the real game is when you get pulled in by Mr. Rossetti into his fantasy world. Something like you're going up to like the uh, the tape recorder to save in the game. Yep. You have your, you're ready. You got your tape because you're on yeah. save mode. And you get there. And you reach for the tape in VR, of course. Absolutely, VR. VR. Resident Evil 7 was it's in a, VR. It's just a Resident Evil 7 mod. Yeah, of course. That would really keep our production costs down, actually. At, absolutely. We take a game that's already made, and we and then just we make, take, it at, make it better. We'll just grab Mr. Rossetti from New Leaf. We'll yep. use his model there. Easy. Or from Pocket Camp, actually. It's probably yeah. a little bit better looking. Maybe they're getting ready for the Switch version. I don't know. Are the models different on Pocket Camp? haven't seen Rossetti in Pocket Camp yet. Anyways, so you're going to save, and then right when you get to it, the screen goes black. Then Mr. Rossetti jump scare just pops up. He starts screaming Whoa. in your face. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, you thought you were allowed to save now? You didn't give a shit before. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep, so you don't save, and he's like, you didn't save. Just and won't then let when you go save to save, anymore. it's like, you, think, you, you friggin' think you can do yeah, that now? You think you can walk all over me? Yeah, that's not how this fucking game works. No. You think this is a game, motherfucker? Oh, and slowly Rossetti introduces himself into your world. So well, no- <laughs> I don't think we can do that part. <laughs> he kills the family that's chasing you, and yeah. now he's the one chasing you. Or like you're being chased by someone, and you're like, I'm getting to safety, I'm getting to safety. And then he pops then up bing, to block your fat path. Your fat path. Your fat path. Then you're like, oh no, I have to go into a, into a harder area now. Oh. The hardest area. Basement. Uh oh. Did we make a movie or a game? It sounds like a better movie, honestly, than a uh, game. Yeah. So, if we wanted to make this game, I guess how would the controls work? Or should we just stick with the movie? Do we make a movie? I mean, it would just be Resident Evil Seven, but with Mr. Rossetti popping up every. Oh, time. perfect. So we did make a game. Yeah, we made a game. Easy. Man, why don't more people just take the models of other games and do that? Yeah. It's called the Source Engine. Oh. We should do that. Anyways. <laughs> so I've picked a... I've picked... I found most of these so far. There would have been the top on your list. What well, have you I, been looking at? I saw one here um, from Jimmy Devs. Whoa. On, uh, on Reddit. Could be and, a good one if it's from a dev. Yeah, they say uh, a coffee-making game slash simulator, but instead of a barista, you play as WWE wrestler Batista. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured this might be a good one for you, because I don't know who Batista is. But... Um, I've got a funny story. Of, a kind of It's not really that funny. I've got a story that we might be able to cut out about Batista. Okay. Um, my they So WWE does like its tours around, and they come to the Civic Center every couple of years. And one year when they came, my friend was in line at Wendy's right next to Batista. Whoa. That's my Batista story. He does the Batista bomb where he 
puts your head between his legs, grabs you by the waist, flips you up so they're on their backwards chicken fight style on you. Okay. And then uh, slams you down. So he's a big strong boy. I don't think so, he'd do a good job making coffee. He'd be like he'd be like behind the counter and he'd be one. I don't know if you've seen how small of a space they have behind that counter. Way, way too beefy to fit. He turns, he knocks over this stack of cups. He tries to fix that. He hits the coffee maker. Coffee's everywhere. Right. This girl's on fire, burning, not on fire. Coffee won't do that, but she's scalded. Coffee does that sometimes. It does. So that's the biggest problem with this game. That's going to be the, your biggest, not problem, but the, the biggest obstacle to overcome. It's is just knocking. The coffee part is easy. You're a big person in a small space. Okay, so it's like elephant in a china house. Yeah, but you're also so strong. You you know, you gotta. It's it's tough for you to to handle things so delicately. You're so used to smashing other men and murdering men for people for our entertainment. Mm -hmm. So you've got that rage building inside you the whole time. You have a rage meter. And okay. each time you knock something over, that rage meter builds. Each time a customer is rude, that rage meter, rage oh, meter yeah. builds. The the bigger the rage meter, the harder it is to like carefully hand a cup of coffee. Eventually, you know you're forcing it into customers' hands, knocking it, knocking it onto so, them. They get mad. Rage meter goes up. My idea: so yep. the rage meter has no cap, and it, it just, just keeps, keeps going, going. So until eventually, you're you're breaking through the wall. Yeah, you're, you're smashing just, the walls. You're literally Batista bombing. Customers who are rude and like your coworkers who are in your friggin' way, hitting them with an Irish whip and other wrestling things. Mm-hmm. You big punches. Does this game have a win condition? The win condition is hmm. Well, is there management in this game? I mean, you're just a barista, so there's no way you're management. So. I understand. There has that. to be some. The win condition can be surviving the day without getting fired. All right. So Just one day. you're knocking stuff. Oh yeah, because I, the rage meter is going to be going up. You, you ever seen these baristas? They deal with some crazy people. Yeah. So the rage meter is just going to keep going up, and like you said, the more it goes up, if you smash through a wall, sorry, you're probably getting fired. Yeah, you're, there's the insurance is probably going to cover this, but, but why would they want to? We keep can't you here? keep you around. This is your first day on so the job. It's it's something where you know you might hit that rage in the first five minutes of the game and have to you, you destroy it. You get fired. Start yeah, the game over. And so it's all about completing that perfect cycle of like successfully navigating the coffee and serving it and dealing with the customers uh, without getting so raged that you are smashing stuff. And if you do get raged, maybe you're able, maybe you're, there's like this competitive level of it where it's completing the game at higher rages because if you're at a super high rage oh, but able to still control serving. your body and serve you're, you're there you're, and you're screaming and you're shaking yeah but, but you're, you're still, not smashing you're still you're making you're latte still, art yeah and you're doing it really well yeah so there's like a there's like a, a difficulty level that goes up with that because it's possible to complete it with high rage but oh boy does, does the rage hard. meter also work as a score multiplier absolutely that's it's like rock ooh. it's like guitar hero rock band you know yeah Except it doesn't cap. No, you just keep going at up. at times times ten billion points. Yes, if a customer is rude and you and you grit your teeth and deal with it, rage meter goes up. But you're staying there. Yeah, you're still good. You might be more angry next time, but you're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So like, there's all these games out there, uh-huh. like uh, Spyro the Dragon, uh-huh. uh, Crash the Bandicoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is Batista the Barista. Yes. A hundred and ten percent. This is Batista the Barista. 
I think this might be our game. This could be it. This could be the nug. Yeah. We had a dang nug earlier. We had a dang nug. We had we had a I wet think we one. smoked that nug. Oh, we burned it up. Ooh. It's sparking. It's spark I'm sparked up. And I think we found one to to cool me off. Oh yeah? Batista the barista. Batista the barista. Brilliant. Well, everybody, that was the Dad Zone Presents Ghoul 69's Cool Games, Inc., a video game design podcast formerly on Polygon. My name's Ryan Howard. And my name's Lucas Hamill. And you can find us both at DadZone69, both on Twitter and Gmail. Bye. Bye. from Farlens on Reddit. A horror game, but instead of jump scares, your friends appear suddenly from off-screen and reaffirm your value as a person. Jump cares. They did this one on Cool Games Inc. before us. Fuck! <laughs> as soon as you started saying it, I was like, I've heard this before. Fuck. I was like, I was, as you're saying, I was like, what, your friends come up? Oh, do they say good things to you? Yeah, that, I remember that one. God damn it.